Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game Week 26 is just about done. It's Sunday night. We still have Newcastle Wolves tomorrow, but we thought we'd record a little bit early so that people could have the pod for their Monday morning commute. And I have to travel tomorrow night, meaning no pod available time Monday night. Anyways, we're ready to rock. A solid game week for Marco. Jake did all right after what was a pretty rough game week for both of us. A real mix in the community in terms of success and failures. Let's get into it, Jake. How are you, buddy? Eh, I'm all right. I mean, it seems like most most times when I ask you that question, your response is defined by how your FPL week went. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, otherwise, though, I am just kind of feeling all right. The wife's gone this weekend. It's been kind of crappy weather. You know, it's just, it is what it is. I just feel like I'm on some railroad tracks and just chugging along in FPL and regular life. Aren't you supposed to say, like, oh, wife's gone for the weekend, best weekend of my life? Uh, yeah, that would that would be that way if I had friends, so. But. Oh, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's It's getting kind of rough here because... You know, I, I used to make fun of you more on the pod. Now it's just like self-deprecating sadness. You know, you're just like, I'm bad at everything and I don't have friends. Have I just broken you down that badly? Yeah, I think the fight's left. That's all. The fight's left. left. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a pod someday where I'm just like nice to you the whole time. Yeah, maybe. That would be weird. Yeah, I probably uh, would. Actually, though, I was looking surprising. I thought I had a pretty rough game week, but Sterling came through, and ultimately, I think I'm I might actually even catch you for this week, depending Ooh. on how the Wolves game goes. Wow, yeah. good job by you. Yeah, uh, that's so. pretty impressive. I mean, I we'll get into game week scores in a little bit here, but um, yeah, let's let's jump into kind of some FPL stuff, and I think the again the big uh, the big game week topic is definitely going to be circling around Aguero who puts in a hat-trick performance against Chelsea uh Singh wrote in and he said can you console people who are for doing the Aguero to Abba exchange this week so what a ton of managers had done was uh they brought Aguero in for the double game week and then moved Aguero back out for Aubameyang who had uh, some solid fixtures here um not necessarily a terrible idea. The issue, and the, this was, was there wasn't a lot reported on it, but the issue was that Aubameyang wasn't spotted at training on Friday, reported that he maybe had illness, uh, and turned out that he didn't even travel with the team. So missing out on that hat trick and probably a captaincy in Aguero for an Aubameyang that didn't play. I feel for those people. That That is a rough move. Yeah, I, I feel for them as well, although not too much because we said don't do it on the pod. So if you would have listened, we said don't go to Aubameyang, mostly because Arsenal just, I don't know. I, I mean, again, like you said, it's not the worst move in the world, but Manchester City seem to be much in a much better place, and Arsenal are just kind of, they're, they're two win Two to one win masters is what I like to call them. Yeah, they're kind of like you were saying you are yourself at the top of the pod, just on on rails, you know, just chugging along, but <laughs> never doing anything along. that impressive. No friends, no friends. Yeah, hanging yeah. in fifth and sixth place—that's what they yeah. do. So, uh, that's about yeah, that's about where you're at in your life. 
Yeah, um, you you have no idea how excited I am for Europa for them. That's like it's the only thing I have to look forward to. That's when you year. know that your club is really kind of a sad one when you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Yay, Europa!" <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking this week. I was like, oh, "I should not be this excited for a Europa game." Yeah. Well, it's something to look forward to, I guess, in the week. Uh, did we actually say that on the pod not to do uh, Aguero de Alba? I said I wasn't a big fan of that move personally. I remember hmm. saying that. So. Wow. Well, I guess everyone Jake is saying, I told you so. I would not do that, but Jake would. That's the type yeah. of guy he is. No, I'm just saying I'm not going to console you a ton for that move. Right? right. It's a lateral swap. We We talk about this all the time. Lateral swaps are not necessarily a really good idea. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we can just talk about that really briefly. We this this whole idea of ladder and move. So, like players that are in similar price brackets that play similar styles and produce relatively similar number of points. Um, there's something to be said. I mean, we talk a little bit about as well, like this idea of chasing points. Uh, I guess what a lot of people were looking at was the fixture, right? In the reverse fixture, though, City did wallop Chelsea, and you know now City's back at home. Uh, and needing points at this point, you, you had to figure that they were going to put in a performance against them. Uh, Chelsea clearly defensively very vulnerable. I don't know. I, I guess yeah. I guess you're right. It, it was a it was a lateral move to make that. Yeah, I I mean I do agree. The Chelsea game, you look on just from far away, it it looks like oh they're playing the top five squad. That's going to be a tough game. It's going to be close. Chelsea beat them on the other leg. But if you look, if like you truly look more into those games, I, I think the answer was what we, ex- what happened was what we could have expected, I guess is what I'm saying. Arsenal struggle on the road. They don't keep clean sheets, which I guess doesn't really matter for Obama Yang. And then Manchester City lately have been really clicking on all cylinders and Chelsea have struggled. So, yeah. How many cigarette butts do you think Sari ate during the game? A lot, twice as many than what he usually does. Can you just imagine like an x-ray of Sari's stomach just filled with cigarette butts? It looks like an ashtray in there. Yeah, it just is like there's just a bunch of like smoke just willowing up. I kind of imagine like he gets home from a a tough game, you know, and his wife is like has made some ravioli with that are stuffed with cigarette butts on the inside. Oh God, Mauricio! Why are you why are you looking so sad? Eat the ravioli, you know. <laughs> They're cigarette butt raviolis. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine her being like, "No, don't, don't worry about soccer. It doesn't matter. Eat some ravioli." Yeah, and there's cigarette butt raviolis. So gross. Uh, oh yeah, Chelsea's a mess. Okay, let's. Um, that was probably the big storyline for the week was the obviously the Aguero move and and the city thumping of Chelsea. Um. We're not going to do a ton of chip strategy talk this week. Uh, the The word is that we'll have a better idea of exactly what the blanks and doubles look like uh, very close to the Game Week 27 deadline, which I think is the 22nd. Am I saying that correctly? Uh, yes, the 20, yeah, the 22nd. So um, the, the advice from Jake and I is just... If you can, hold your transfers. So we had suggested going into this last game week, if possible, to hold. Um, I know some people still made a transfer just because they had moves to make. 
they needed to get someone in, which is fine too, but really strongly suggesting holding going forward here. Uh, we have 12 days before the deadline. Uh, Champions League matches, Europa matches, I believe FA Cup, or is it the Carabao Cup this next weekend? Anyways, there's there's just a lot of fixtures, and so uh, wait, because there's a chance for injury, and also we want to have a good idea of what blanks and doubles are going to look like. So, Jake, do you want to add anything on top of that, or is that good to go? No, I completely agree. I was looking at players and was worried about price rises, and then was like, you got to hold. You just got to wait as much as you want to do it. It's hard, too, because like players that you probably want to move are, for example, Sané, you probably want to get rid of, or Alonso, you probably want to get rid of. And they're probably both going to drop. I don't know. I... For me, I think at this point in the season, I'm going to eat the cost. I know that some people would actually maybe argue otherwise, like this is the point in the season to take risks. But to me, that's such a big risk. Like if you make a move to somebody and they pick up an injury here, and now you're looking at a minus four, especially going into this blank game week when I'm already short on players in 27, I want to really make my transfers count. That's the big thing is being short players to begin with i have to be very very careful as well with the brooks injury on the bench yeah so we'll we have um uh, four teams that will not be playing uh and that's city uh, chelsea brighton and everton those are the four right yes okay uh so those are the four teams that will be blanking uh so yeah you for most of us we have city and chelsea players and a lot of managers have everton players as well Brighton players, maybe not as much, uh, but I would guess most managers would struggle a little bit to ensure that they have a full 11. I don't know that, like, you know, it's it's going to be super common for people to be fielding nine, but I do think that there'll be quite a few managers that will have exactly 11 players or will field 10, not to mention that Liverpool and United go against one another, so a tough fixture there uh, for them, so... It's not going to be a super high-scoring game week. I would not be planning to take hits to get a lot of different guys in. Uh, but you do want to make your, your free transfers count. Yeah, definitely. That Liverpool-Man U game is going to be very exciting, just a side note. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so uh, in terms of just chip strategy stuff, we won't spend a lot of time on it, but uh, we just did have a few things that a few people pointed out and wrote in on. Uh, Dan wrote in, got to be looking at our chip strategy now. Yes, you're right, Dan. Uh, What's your take on the free hit chip? I think it's an opportunity to bring in players on a blank game week that I don't want to keep. Others see it more as an aspirational move. Uh, You know, Dan, just to my quick fire back on that question we do need to see uh one and what the blank and double game weeks look like uh it looks like we'll have one blank in 31 double 32 blank in 33 uh what some managers are talking about doing is is free hitting in that double game week uh in 32 there's also a strategy going around that i'm exploring where you would free hit in 31 and use your transfers heading into 32 uh to try to get as many double game week players as you can I'm not sure what the best thing to do is yet. I need to see what the schedule actually looks looks like. Um, some managers I know are already starting to kind of make their moves, but I'm going to wait. I think there's enough time here, right? So transfer in 27, 28, 29, 30, and then going into 31. So five transfers to kind of get your team set up. To me, that's enough time to kind of maneuver and work through a strategy. Yeah, def- definitely. I think that 
still a lot to know. Just have to wait and see this week. But I do agree with all those thoughts. Okay. Uh, two point. Oh. Haven't done that one in a while. How are you feeling about it? it? I like it more than the sex sounds every time. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you yep. do. Yep, uh, surely. He says, surely everyone who thinks they've had a bad week should be reassured by the fact that people are transferring in Laporte and Aguero despite their blank next week. They're actually, I think, the two highest transferred in players for the next game week already. So basically some managers flipped out like, oh, I don't have Laporte or Aguero. I'm bringing them in because they had great games again. Um, they, they blank this next game week. So that's good for some of us. I would guess most managers that are even semi-serious about the game know that they're blanking next week but you know you never know um and then matt jake did you just interrupt me did you just interrupt me jake on the pod i was just i was just excited i was so excited how about this how about this you don't talk the rest of the fucking pod how about that okay if you agree with something you can grunt in approval and that's it Mm. good Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's it. Just like that. All right, I'm joking. I'm going to need you later. Uh, Okay, Matt, I used my second wild card three to four weeks ago. That's similar to you, right, Jake? Yep, that is similar to me. Uh, He said, it's worked out very well. Just wanted to thank Jake as uh, when he used his, I thought it must be a good idea. So first off, Matt must not necessarily be the smartest person in the world if he's taking advice from Jake. Probably not. I'd like to see how his team's doing, though. I think this is. Uh, I think. I think it's. I. I didn't have a chance to like dig into it. I think it's Kyote kid. Well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I, was like, I this, think it's that. He's Matt. in first place. That's that's it, great. I think. Oh, he yeah. is. I think in our league, it will be very interesting going forward to see how those who don't have a wild card uh, manage their squads with the blank and double game weeks. I'm. Uh, the way I'm seeing it is it looks like it's going to be some, some treacherous waters to traverse, if you will. But um, maybe someone will be able to figure it out. I, I'm sure there's a way to do it. Uh, it will take a little bit of luck. But um, I, I'm interested. I haven't really thought, like, because personally I haven't been in that situation. So I haven't even really thought, like, how you would manage that. I know you had said that you're waiting for a little bit more info on the blanks and doubles, and then you're going to sit down and make a pretty hard strategy for how to manage that. I think that would be something that, um, once you have that done, will be very helpful for listeners on the podcast. Yeah, and I'm excited to see. I mean, no one's going to watch my team and see how it does. I'll I'll share that, and no one will be interested. But to yes. follow number one on the FPL League Dive leaderboard, that will be an exciting uh, couple weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope it... Honestly, I I don't want anyone to win the t-shirt except me, but uh, I do want people in our league to do well. So I, I'll be interested to see how Matt manages that. And in fact, Matt, if you're listening, or if anyone else is that doesn't have their wild card, if you have some strategy ideas, because for the most part in the FPL community, it hasn't really been talked about yet. I think some people without their wild cards are just like, ignorance is bliss, I'm not going to think about it. Uh, but I, I would be interested to see if some people have some ideas in mind or some strategies in mind that they'd be willing to share so that we could maybe get them out on the pod for some different ideas. Uh, So if you have some, send them in. Uh, Okay, let's keep moving. Um, That's all we'll do for chip strategy today. 
and kind of a little bit more of a serious uh, a little serious segment on the pod. Uh, we had a question from FPL Virgin, and he wrote in, uh, does FPL adversely affect your mental health? And he had a, another uh, tweet that kind of went with it. This game week was a disaster. The last game week was a disaster. The game week fo- before that and the game week before that and the game week before that was a disaster. How on earth do you salvage an imploding season? And Bobby Love also kind of wrote in on this topic. He just said, when will things get better? Uh, so, I don't know. What, let's start with that question, Jake, right? Like, does FPL adversely affect your mental health? And we've talked a little bit about this on the pod before, but coming from a, an animal doctor, which is not a real doctor, what do you think, Jake? I would definitely say that it, it can affect your mental health. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, I, I don't know how you are personally, and we've talked a little bit about this, but... Do you find yourself that you sometimes, like, your mood is affected by the results, like the game week results? Definitely. I feel like, especially in the beginning of the year, when there's a lot more pressure to do well. And if, you know, if I was in your position, I feel like it would affect me more where I was doing well at the top of the leagues. Like, now, yeah, I still, uh, I was about to sneeze. I still don't like um, seeing like red arrows and things, but being more in the middle table or back end of tables, I'm like, eh, whatever. If I'm having a bad game week, I just walk away and do something else. So I feel like it affects me less. So, yeah, I, um, I've this year, I've really tried to be better about it. There's, I, I haven't been perfect. I'll admit that, but, uh, I've really tried to be better about it. It is it's really easy to like ruin your weekend, to let your weekend be trash because you didn't do well. And I was trying to think the other day, I asked myself that question like why do you care so much about these players that um they don't care if you watch the game. Uh you know, it doesn't really matter. There's no no monetary impact right I, I don't even know a lot of the people that we play with right or the people I don't know personally a lot of the people that we we interact with on the podcast I, I know them through Twitter but that's actually probably the reason that we want to do so well in it we spend all this time uh, interacting with this community and being part of this community and and Jake you and I basically we produce content uh, to share with this community and uh you know, we, we want to we want to be good at the game that we talk about all the time. Uh, we spend so much time on it, right? We want to be be paid back by good results for all the time that we put in. The reality of it is, it doesn't always work out, and um, yeah, it can it can definitely adversely affect your mental health. Do you think it's a reason not to play the game? Whew. Well, not for me. No, I'm uh, in seriousness. If it was really affecting you that much, I feel like you should try to step away from the game, or yeah, maybe make a plan where like you don't look at your team till you know midweek or something, or like after the games have been done, or try not because you know it doesn't matter if you're watching the games. I guess it helps you a little bit, but you could always watch highlights later and and read and get your information that way a little bit. But if it if it's really affecting you, it's probably better to stay away. Yeah, I I do think that it's interesting. I think that there's a certain type of people, too, that plays FPL. Um, you know, maybe people that are, are, are driven by, you know, statistics and they really like football. But I, I do think it attracts, like, a certain type of person. And especially, I think it very much so attracts a certain type of person to the 
the community, you know, to the, the FPL community, the types of people that listen to podcasts, the types of people that, um, you know, are interacting on Twitter and produce content and things like that. Um, I do sometimes wonder if that type of person like is a little bit more prone or apt to, um, you, you know, kind of the, the, the mental health side of things, right? Like the swings in emotion, the excitement, you know, the thrill of FPL. And I think like, if you're really, if you really do like the game that much, yeah, your emotions do swing back and forth. You know, I just encourage people to, um, you know, get yourself connected into the, into a community of, of people that provide good support, uh, and that make the game fun. You know, you, you, myself, myself and, and Jake have a small group of friends that we play and it's really kind of fun for our group. I mean, Obviously, we want to beat each other, but we also enjoy it and can laugh and make fun of each other, too. So I think those things are important for the mental health side of things. That's our, our mental health announcement for the day. Yeah, we, we like to do that, like to yeah. keep mental health on, on the radar. Keep it on the radar. Uh, one more semi-serious uh, topic that I just wanted to hit on. And for those that are sick of the semi-serious topic, you can fast forward like two minutes and then uh, we'll get into uh, how our teams are doing. But I did just... Um, just want to hit on one quick thing and and this is just in defense of some of the folks out there that are producing content so there's a lot of people that are producing uh, fpl content out there right now whether it's uh, articles a website that they maintain uh, statistical models podcasts youtube videos tons of really good stuff to help build the community Um, some of these people have elected to in some way one way or another monetize their product um for example, some podcasts do like Patreons or um, some people have started making spreadsheets that they sell, uh, stuff like that. I mean, and you've seen it. People have seen it online. Uh, and I, I did just see like it was on Twitter. Some people were kind of bashing another person that was produ- had produced content for a long time, saying that they're like kind of a sellout or something like that and, and saying, oh, now you're charging all this money and, and that's ridiculous to charge money and um, I just wanted to like really quickly, I'm not going to say like names about it or anything, but you know, if, if you do really appreciate somebody's product that they've been putting out for a long time and they've decided that they want to monetize it, um, I think more power to them. You know, Jake and I don't charge anything, but it, it does cost us money to put this podcast together. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not super expensive, but I like, I just got the bill from SoundCloud to host all of our files. It's like a hundred and 20 bucks or something a year that's a lot of money and uh it's for free content that people get to listen to uh jake and i do it because we like it but i don't think it's fair to like smash other people because they've decided to um to in some way monetize their product uh they're doing it they're still doing this because they like it and i'm sure they have a lot of money into it up front um maybe they can come out neutral at some point i don't think any of us are going to get rich are we jake or no are we i don't know yeah Probably not, unless I can sue someone for a lot of money soon. But. Oh, that's a good idea. Who could we sue? Uh, I mean, I could possibly sue you for, like, harassment. I, I'm not sure how, how well that would go, but it's possible. Hmm. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, even, I don't even have a lawyer. <laughs> Counter sue. Counter sue. <laughs> We're suing you back for trying to sue me. <laughs> yeah, but in, in seriousness, aside from the suing part, I, as as a veterinarian and a fake doctor, uh, <laughs> I feel like I deal. I do deal with that 
complaint a lot amongst people like oh this costs so much money you know you have no heart like you don't even care about my animal and it's one it's like not a it's not appropriate to attack someone that way i i feel and second of all it's you know for fpl where they're doing this kind of more as a hobby or maybe it is their job it, it if it's their job and it's their business like they do deserve to get paid in return and if you feel that whatever they are uh producing isn't worth the money then don't don't purchase it you know right like right. i feel like that's always a hard one when animals are very very sick but it's like ultimately i will or we will do what we can with what people have and then ultimately it's their decision to move forward and go to another place that's like low cost or like you know come to our pod we're free listen to us done yeah i think so too right if you don't like a podcast charging money for something then go listen to another one there's a lot of other podcasts right yeah so no need no need to complain or bash someone for yeah. it no. okay uh so those that was our 10 minutes of uh of some serious some real talk hashtag real talk let's uh talk a little bit about our teams here um jake your team uh still you still have some guys to go but uh, it looked like a, a decent week for you. How did it end up? Yeah, surprising. It felt pretty bad, I think, because I, I decided not to bring in Pogba and brought in Sun for Sané. The reason being is I was worried that Pogba might sit, and also I figured Rashford would play and eat up more of the actual goals. I was like, yeah, Pogba scores penalty, sure, but what's the chance he gets a penalty? Sure enough, penalty. Nice. Um, and he roofed a roofed a very nice shot uh, for yep. his other goal which i th- i still feel like should have been saved but what whatever i'm not gonna argue it um but overall with I- i've decided that all i need to do is look at the liverpool games and as long as Salah returns a goal and they keep a clean sheet i'm i'm going to green arrow probably yeah. with yeah. robertson and van dyke and then also Sterling today really helped me out. Um, I'll have Pereira coming off the bench, and he got an assist, actually. I, I didn't nice. know that, but he was the one who passed it into Vardy. So he'll replace Rashford. And then, you know, if Jimenez gets a goal or they keep a clean sheet, I'll I'll have a pretty decent game week. Yeah, good job by you. Um, we won't go into, like, overall and, and game week overalls now because it's just going to change a lot. So uh, my game week doing really well right now 81 total points uh Salah captain robertson laporte returns in the back sterling great pogba great uh sane okay so my i held this week and i was thinking so i was convinced that chelsea were gonna get thumped by city and they did and i was also convinced that sane would play uh and he didn't so i had i literally had like sun queued up on friday on the deadline and uh or actually yeah like late at night on friday like i'm thinking about it okay do i move him do i not do i move him do i not um i decided to keep him i was going to switch him for sun it's the only thing i'm a little disappointed in but it's just how it goes sometimes and and i do have to sort that problem out uh and then i also have barnes so i, so I took a hit for barnes last week in that sane sterling move to get those two um and I dropped Wilson down to Barnes, and, and so that's been a nice little move for me. Barnes had a, a goal last week, and he had a goal and an assist and bonus points this week. So um, he's I'm I'm happy with that, and he's playing really well. Uh, and he looks I watched some of the game; he looks very dangerous. So I'm excited to have him on my team. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great move. Honestly, 
I'm surprised he wasn't actually. How many points did he end up with? Because Wood Wood was on the dream team. I thought it was going to be Barnes. Uh, Barnes finished with 11, so he only got two of the bonus. Wood got got three because three. he had two goals. So two goals. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, happy with it. Uh, FPL Virgin asked, uh, "What would Jake's OR be if he had an extra 80 points?" Did you have you thought definitely, about that, Jake? Definitely better. I've thought about it many times. Would but it be I better, Jake, look. if you had an additional 80 points? Would you be better off? I would be better off. Oh, so. Interesting. I think it hurts. I think it hurts the most in our league because I look at it and I'm like, oh, you literally would be only 30 points off second place, and you'd be in third. That's what hurts the most. So. Our friends still argue that it it doesn't matter because I got an extra like wild card in there, and I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't really follow that. I mean, you basically, you basically wild carded back to back weeks, Jake. Yeah, I mean, that's why I personally did it, so I could say, okay, in in genuine, I I really only had two wild cards like everyone else. Yes, it was kind of like three, but I didn't even I changed my team a little bit, but not a ton. It wasn't like right. I really truly wild carded three times, but you know, whatever. We're moving. Yeah, on. whatever, whatever. Moving on. Okay, uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got quite a few game week questions, mostly focusing on kind of like what to do with Sane, what to, which teams have fixture swings, um, dealing with the whole idea of like a premium striker, which we talked a little bit about last week, but I think does need to be examined a little bit more. Um, and we have a, a couple questions about Salah, so on and so forth. Stay tuned we are back second half of the pod bunch of questions from listeners if uh you ever have a question that you want to send in for the podcast or something you want us to talk about uh you can find us on twitter at dive fpl uh, or you can send us an email at uh, theartofthedive at gmail.com uh, we're happy to take questions thoughts suggestions send it in like we said in last week's pod, we're really trying to trying to let community kind of drive the questions and the things that we talk about. So send stuff. We love to hear it. Let's get into it, Jake. Uh, Rajdeep. Nope, Rajdeep. Sorry. I think I said it right. He tweeted at me the other day that like I had said it right, but I had said it both ways. Now I'm nervous. So, uh, yeah, one any, of the ways was right. Yeah, right? So I, I, I'm going to – I'm sure I, I nailed it there. Uh, what to do with Sané? A hold for the game week 28 to 30 fixtures. So Sané in 28 through 30 has West Ham, Bournemouth, and Watford, which are three pretty good fixtures. Two of those are at home. Uh, And then they play United and then go on a nice little run again, Fulham, Cardiff, Crystal Palace. So the question is, do we hold Sané or do we get rid? Now, you already got rid, didn't you? I did. So I would be in the getting rid camp. (laughs) Yeah, he's in that camp. He's back. Uh, I think you have to probably dump him, especially, I mean, it depends a little bit on your team structure. Um, one thing I've been considering, I don't know if I will yet, but, you know, we I've been against premium strikers the whole year, but we'll talk about this a little bit later um, in a question or two. But, you know, do I drop, drop Sané very low or lower so that I open up the potential for, for a premium striker spot? I don't know yet. Um, but I also don't have Sun, and so Sane to Sun would be a very simple move uh, that would also help me from from hemorrhaging the Sun points that I continue to lose. 
There, there just are so many good options around him, less than him, slightly above him, that they're consistently playing and consistently scoring right now. And sure, that could change. You know, Pogba does have Liverpool and Man City. Okay, so you have Pogba, like, Mane has scored now four games in a row, and he has a better run of fixtures after Man United, Watford home, Everton away, Burnley, Fulham. You know, that, you know that's a great run of fixtures. So if you have Salah, that becomes a little bit more of a question, but if not, and then, like you said, Son, Son as well. And that's three players that have just out-consistently performed Sané literally because Pep can rotate him whenever he wants. Yeah, it's challenging because Sané statistically does quite well. So his expected goals are are, are pretty high. His expected assists, he creates a decent amount of shots and he passes. He actually outperforms against, like, if you'd hold him up to Son or to Mane. Um, I don't think he does to Pogba. I haven't had a chance to look. But but um, he, he outperforms them in a lot of those statistical categories. Uh, the issue really does just come down to the whole pep thing. Um, at 9.5, we can't continue to, you know, miss out on a lot of minutes here, miss out on a lot of minutes there. Uh, it just adds up so fast when you're looking at him compared to like a player like Son, Mane, Pogba, who are on the pitch for 90 minutes every game. Agreed. And it is going to get more challenging with all three of these teams with Champions League. But right now, I guess it doesn't. You can't really separate one from the other because they all have Champions League games coming up. Yeah. So are we both in agreement? Probably dump him? In agreement. Okay. Take a dump on him. All right, moving on. Uh, Mark says, Game Week 27 commences a bit of a fixture swing. Who should be the key targets for our teams? Uh, I know you have a couple, especially, well, let's rewind just a little bit. We talked about this in the first half. For people that are trying to manage this blank and double schedule without wild cards you really do have to target players that you know are, are going to be available uh, and that have half decent fixtures in combination uh, because you can't as they say like dead end your team where you, you basically can't like throw your team to the fire uh, so, and combine that with the strategy of using a free hit and then afterwards a wild card to have a fresh new team uh, you have to be very uh, deliberate about the types of players you bring in. So, Jake, you had a couple teams and players that you're kind of looking at in the next, uh, I don't know, five to seven game weeks that you're you're thinking of? Yeah, one of them is Leicester, uh, which is kind of like you say that and you cringe. But <laughs> they've looked very good in the games I've watched. They played... I mean, today they looked good against Spurs. Hugo had nine saves against them, so their yeah. offense is clicking, and Pereira is a very good mid-range defensive option in the back, and their defense isn't terrible. It's not great, but of the mid-range teams, it's probably the best. And they have a pretty good fixture run, so I'm interested in them would would be mine. I, I'm interested in Madison in particular. There we go. Bring him back. Yeah, I've never had him. I've never had him in my team, and I'm excited to... I, I think, I mean, this is down the road of the show, but I think my move this week is going to be Siggy to Madison to Maddo. Hmm. Okay, so Lester, are there any other teams fixture-wise that you're kind of interested in or not really? I, I mean, West Ham do have a good run of fixtures if you look at it with Fulham, 
uh, Cardiff and Huddersfield in three of their next five. And then Newcastle, which we know is a little challenging away, but they're, they're at home against Newcastle. So Felipe's definitely a differential. It looks like I'm trying to figure out. He's only selected by 14%, so that's someone to keep an eye on right now. And then I think we were talking Bournemouth. Their fixtures ease up soon. Yeah, so in th- game week 30, from 30 till about the end of the year, you could you could have Bournemouth players in your side. Um, I'd, I'd be interested in about in 30 kind of to start looking at them, um, especially if Wilson is back and healthy. Uh, he'll have dropped in price quite a bit. He could be a player that you could look to maybe, if you're on that second wild card that you're maybe playing in, uh, you know, like 34, some people are looking at or something like that, you know, a, a player that you could bring in uh, for a, a cheaper price to enable um, elsewhere. So I think those are kind of the teams maybe to think about. Again, we're not loading our teams with these players. Uh, these are kind of, we're still going to have the core core group of players, right? Your Liverpools and your cities and your uh, United now, right? And maybe not so much Chelsea, but uh, these other players kind of become your fringe players that will fill the rest of it in. So how uh, uh, how strongly are you considering Shane Duffy and Glenn Murray double Brighton moving forward after game week 27? I mean, I th- I th- over under, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I'm not going to do it, Jake. Of course I'm going to do it. I'm going to have both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Triple captain Glenn Murray is what I'm leaning for. They, they actually do have a good run of fixtures. Oh, yeah. I forgot they do. Fucking Glenn Murray. That guy, <laughs> he's he's everything I want to be when I'm 57 years old. You know? I he's He's like a super dad. Can you imagine? Like his kids are like, no, dad, you're going to work. He's like, yep, gotta go back to the office today, right? And he like jogs. He's from... got like a metal lunchbox as he right, yeah, <laughs> and a thermos, right? He jogs yeah. around on the pitch for like you know 60 minutes before he comes off, scores a goal. You know, it's just, I don't, I don't understand how he scores all the time. He's he's good. He is good. I don't know. I'll be him someday. It's gonna be great. Uh, okay. Uh, yo, Pierre. Yo. Uh, I'm glad I did not do Kunda Abba this week, uh, but I would like to know if Sane to Madison and Digne to Kolasnik sounds Sane. Uh, that's fun. Uh, and then we have some other questions kind of that I'm going to combine with this. So FPL Nick said Aguero and Aubameyang up front. Uh, Guillermo wrote in and said, should we captain Aguero in 27? I'm sure he'll outscore everyone somehow with the crying laughing face. Uh, Jim, do we need to consider a double premium front line? Uh, and Alex says, let's talk about team structure and price points. Uh, I'm I'm cursing myself because I didn't have a premium striker, so I didn't consider Aguero in double game week 25. And now this, constant punishment. So a couple themes here, Jake. Um, first off, let's just start with like the whole premium striker idea. Um, and then we can kind of adju- address Yo Pierre's uh, a question. I think that Alec brings up a really interesting idea and kind of reminded me of one of the tips that we had gave at the start of the season. So at the start of the season, we did like a 10 tips for FPL success pod. One of the tips was to remain balanced in your team structure. Uh, and by that, we meant that you should have basically a premium in every line of your team so that moving between players was essentially seamless. Uh, I went away from that after my wild card, and I've, I've had relative success throughout the season. But 
It does bring up a good point. If you don't have a premium striker, it's really hard to get yourself back to one. Yeah, it is. And I mean, that's the main reason I didn't bring in Aguero for the double game week. It, it just would have been too hard without using a wild card. And it does make it tough. But to answer the question, I don't know if I would tear my team up a ton to do it, especially still with the way that the mid-range forwards are performing. Um, it's hard this week because Rashford didn't play. And I still have to wait on Jimenez. But if you look overall, they're not points-wise that far off of Aguero. And he's had two really good game weeks against decent teams, which is scary. But with Champions League coming up, again, I just don't know how many times he's going to play a full 90. And he still struggles away from home. I, I just, I don't feel like I need to tear my team up to bring him in. If I had like Obama, Obama Yang or a mid-range player like Firmino and Lacazette, sure, I would maybe try to find a way to do it. But again, I still would be concerned. Hmm. Yeah, I I guess I uh, I agree with you. I just, I don't know. I'm thinking back to like the advice that we gave people and, and remaining remaining balanced the issue is the captaincy i think that's something that we have to consider as well like i don't think i would have captained aguero against chelsea even though it was at home but i would have definitely captained him in the double game week and uh it's a huge difference in points if i have aguero versus if i have almost anyone else yeah it would have been but you know hindsight's twenty twenty. like we were talking about it we said that Aguero would be nice to have that game week but then is he nice to have for the rest of the season I, I don't know if he is necessarily he I don't I mean if you told me right now do you want Aguero for the rest of the season meaning you have to get rid of Sala I don't know if I would do that I, I mean mm. I was able to match points with him this week having Sterling is that going to be true. the same every week? I, I don't know, but Sterling seems to consistently get minutes for Pep much more than Sané. It's it's definitely not an easy question, and I wouldn't fault you for trying to bring in Aguero, but I wouldn't be taking hits to bring in Aguero. Jake, are you calling Alec an idiot? No. I feel like you said that at some point in your little talk there. No, I don't think so. Mm. I feel like Alec... Let it be known. Let the record show. Jake called Alec an idiot. Please make note. Uh, Yo, Pierre is kind of in that question was asking, um, would like to know if Sane to Madison, Dinier to Klasnik sounds Sane. Oh, that's uh, right. I, yeah. I think so. Don't you? I, I do as well. I mean, I'm considering Maddo and Klasnik. I, I think Pereira is the better option. Honestly, because Leicester have a better chance of keeping cleans. Like, it was so funny. I I forget what I was doing, but I had to like leave and not watch the end of the Arsenal game. I was like, oh, they're gonna win this. But but literally, if I could have put money down that they wouldn't keep a clean sheet and give up a goal in like stoppage time or the last five minutes of the game, I would have done it. And sure enough, you know, he kicks Kolasinac. You know, he scored against his own team. So should I um. Should I cut you off, or do you want to rant about Arsenal for the rest of the? No, play? I'm I'm done. I just it's hard to bring in a defender like that when you know he's not going to keep clean sheets. Yeah, they They've won't. Kept That's like, true. What two? Uh, yeah, the whole they're year trash. their defense yeah, they're, is is they're bad. bad. They're bad at, at at doing their job. They're not good at it. Uh, okay, 
kind of a kind of a, a longer one here from Emma. Uh, I have Sane, Richarlison, Laka, thinking Aguero, Mane, and a five mil enabler. Uh, but do you have any other ideas? As I am sure there is a swath of grieving pod listeners seeking solace. Uh, she has Sala. Thanks, and hope everyone had Aguero this week again. Well, Emma, okay, we didn't. So <laughs> didn't need to rub it in. Neither did Alex. So now let the record show that Emma called Alec an idiot. Okay? She just did. Just uh, everyone's Jake getting too. called, calling Seriously. Alec an idiot. This, it's unbelievable. This and Alec doesn't deserve that. He just asked a good question. You know? It was a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I don't, I mean... I think she might have posted a picture of her team, uh, but I kind of I didn't get a chance to look at at everything. Um, so she's thinking about moving to Aguero uh, with Mane and a five mil enabler. So Laka is probably going up to Aguero. Uh, Sane is going to Mane, and then uh, Richie down to a five miller. Um, I don't know. I actually think I think that's kind of an interesting. It's an interesting combination of players. I wonder who, like, would you be looking at in that lower, like, midfield range, Jake? Do you have, like, anybody that you kind of have your eye on as, like, a player that you could... That's a really hard... That's exactly what I was, like, looking at when I read this question and prepping. I I mean, I have Brooks, and he's 5 million, but he's out, which is really risky to do at this time of the year, but... I'm definitely holding him. Um, they play a couple tough games, and I'm hoping. I think he's supposed. He's projected of March. to be. Oh, they keep pushing it. It's just getting yeah, worse. He's he's hurt. Yeah, he has a good yeah. injury. So I don't know. There's not really any options around the five mil. Maybe Camarasa from Cardiff at four point six, or mm-hmm. Patterson at five. But other than that, I don't see a ton of players down there that you really going to be getting consistent points from so there are other options would be my argument like you you could just move um sane and richarlison uh because to me it's like who are the other mids on emma's team i don't know if you're you said you looked but yeah you can you can chat i'll pull it up right now pogba and son would be guys i would be targeting and, and maybe she does have them already. Um, but Or just trying to find a way to bring in Mane and drop your midfielder. And, you know, I, I do like Aguero. It, it just is, again, it's... I just feel like a lot of people are going to bring him in and they're going to be disappointed is, is my best guess. And that's kind of like a gut call. But if you look, he, he doesn't have a lot of games where he's returned double-digit hauls he's had like four games the whole year two of them have been in the last three game weeks right um i just posted emma's team there she's got a nice little team we got yeah. uh flappy hansky rabo cola alexander arnold juan basaka and bennett and sala pogba son richie and sane and then him and his rashford and lacazette it's a great little team no it's a great little team that's gonna be that is gonna be hard to I, you know, I like the move. Looking at our team, I really do. The f- yeah. the five mil, I, I like it. It's not a it's bad a super Because she has a super balanced team, so it's almost like it's okay because what's what's happening is you're sitting money on the bench probably almost every week. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's nice to have a balanced team, but, like, for example, this week she sat Richarlison and Sané uh, on the bench. Um, I mean, Sané didn't play, but, you know, two players that you're paying a little bit more for. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe dropping one down is the way to go. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Okay, FPL Kernow uh, obviously says Sane completely out of favor with Pep now or back in the games. Uh, uh, back in the games against teams of the outside, outside the top six, I can say words. Uh, we already kind of talked about this, but um, I don't know that he's completely out of favor. You know, City have this little had this little rough run of form. Um, we talked last week how David Silva is a, a highly preferred player, and so is Sterling. Um, and with KDB back now, that pushes Bernardo uh, into a wing position. Um, and so that means somebody has to go, and it's probably Sané, and I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. Thomas Bracken says, Have you tried the match of the day challenge? I've done it two Saturdays in a row now and really enjoy not freaking out about my FPL team all day, then watching all the highlights and analysis in one go. Who would you replace Richarlison with? Jake, uh, do you know what the match match of the day challenge is? I do, I do not know. Okay, do you want to take a guess? Mm, you pick a player that you think will be the best during that week match of the or wait oh match of the day no so you pick the score of the match maybe god damn it no i don't i uh i'm actually not super familiar with it but i my understanding is it's something like this and someone can correct me if i have it wrong but match of the challenge is uh you avoid watching all of the games and you don't get updates on your phone and you don't you try not to basically you try to get zero information about the games and then you uh, you watch match of the day, which is um, in America we don't really have it. It's um, I think it's I don't know who who broadcasts it, but it's just over overseas over the pond, and they cover all of it like in an hour and a half or something, or an hour and fifteen minutes. They cover all the matches, like all the highlights and the big plays. Uh, so basically, instead of watching the games, you get it all at once, and you try not to receive Should- any information about it. Shouldn't it be like there should be a better name for it, like matches after they're done challenge or I don't know. Jake, literally this is this is why we don't let you do any of the creative design stuff on this podcast. That's the dumbest name I've ever heard. But it doesn't even make sense. Match of the day that's like what I say for like the best match of the it's, day. It's which makes me show. want to watch the Jake, match of the day. Jake, the show is literally called Match of the day. That's what the TV show is called. It's, I'm just saying that's a dumb name for the TV. Jake, show. you're you. Jake is a dumb name. Jake is a dumb name. How about that? <laughs> I I don't agree. It's like been one of the most popular names for the past like whatever years. So exactly. Would... That's why it's dumb. Yeah, that's why okay. it's dumb. All right. How many people you know named Marco? Not many. Yeah, because it's a cool name. Okay. Just that one guy that was like an explorer back in the day, and they made a TV show about it. Marco Polo, are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty sure he has a TV show. Jake, I hate you. I want you to know that. Uh, all right, would you ever be interested in trying that Match of the Day challenge? Yeah, that would be great. I mean, if they fix their name, I'd definitely be in. <laughs> God damn it. I think it'd be hard for me. I like. I think it's hard for a lot of people. I... I like to, um, when I travel on the weekend sometimes to see family and friends, I don't always get to watch the matches. Uh, so I often will watch like the NBC Sports highlights of them. There's like 10-minute extended highlights of the matches. I often, I like to ride my bike, and so I'll sit like on my bike trainer and, and just watch the highlights to get caught up. Um, but I don't know if I could go without like seeing my points updating and stuff for the entire the entire day. That would be really hard. I'd be fine not looking at my FPL team, but I do like watching the matches is yeah. how I feel about it. 
Um, okay, so uh, Thomas wants to know who to replace Richarlison with. Now, we don't know exactly who's on his team, uh, but let's just pretend that he has roughly in that price range. So uh, Richie's at 6.7, so plus or minus a little bit. Who are you looking at to maybe flop him out with, Jake? Still think Maddo if you're going to, you know, go with a differential or Felipe. Um, and then I guess assuming he has Pogba son, maybe reaching up to Mane yeah. or maybe like, I don't, I don't want to say this. I was going to say Erickson after his good game week, but that feels uh, yeah. a little rushed. Well, I don't know. I mean, I do think that if you're if you're looking at fixtures and players that aren't going to have so so Maddo's a nice pick because he doesn't have any blanks, so he won't blank in thirty one uh, or in thirty three. So that's really nice right there, just in terms of like team structure. You won't have to move him a lot around a lot. Um, the downer is that he doesn't have a double in thirty two. So you kind of have to figure out how you're going to manage that. It's hard at this point in the season to give people a lot of advice on like who to replace this person with and who to bring in because uh, it's it's really based off of what type of strategy you think you want to go with. But I do think that, um, you know, if, if you're looking at, like, Felipe Anderson could be interesting. Uh, I think that, um, you know, Matto, you know, I don't necessarily love him, but he could be a good pick as well uh, with the fixture setup. So, yeah. Yeah, and for me, I'm probably blindsided by the fact that I don't, have my wild card so those guys that just play every week that makes my life a lot easier yeah. or especially having like a couple of them on my team is very nice yeah that's going to be super important for you uh i think it's a, a fez or a fees uh another question for the pod aside uh from the fact that salah is a 13 mil mid can someone justify starting him against united given his record against current top five so salah notoriously has a a, a poor record against you know, top four, top five teams in the league. Um, he just doesn't necessarily show up for those matches. I think he, he has maybe a harder time uh, breaking those defenses down. There's maybe, I don't know if this is true, but maybe slightly more talented center backs probably for the most part um, that he can't just walk in behind like he often does against the lesser sides. Um, the issue is that in 27, there's just there's not that many players right that are available so I'm, even on my team right now i currently only have nine players that can feature in 27 now i have two transfers to get myself to where i need to be but um i think for most people they're gonna have to start Salah, despite his his poor scoring record against those players well and the the, the tricky thing is too i listen i'm not gonna argue that you should captain him which i still think is not completely unreasonable at home or excuse me they're away uh yeah i'm not gonna argue that you can you have to captain him but you're gonna be starting him i mean he's still playing up top as a midfielder and plays for the best or the team with the best record in the epl so you're gonna be starting him i don't know if this question was based on that or more the captain the captain pick this is another reason why i brought sun in because of all the other teams, yes, it's away from home and Burnley gave Spurs trouble last time, but of the top five sides, Spurs have probably the best fixture. Yeah, Burnley's not um, necessarily an easy fixture, though. I mean, they've they've been very, very good lately. Um, 
well, not very, very good, but but decent lately. They they're kind of getting it together. So yeah, they're uh, they're better. Definitely. Yeah, but but definitely a better fixture than Liverpool at United, right? So okay, uh, and then FPL Bus asked, is uh, Mickey emerging as an Arsenal midfield FPL asset? Did uh did your boy Mickey get some PT this week? He did. He looked good. Um, he he's a He's an okay player, but I feel like that's kind of what they use him for when they need to rest players and they're playing against teams that are not as quality. So, no, I think it's way too early to be bringing him in. No idea, like, when he will and will not play. I think they're just, honestly, like like with Obama Man, sure, he was probably ill and they didn't want to, like, play him but also maybe a little bit thinking about europa and prepping for those games Hmm. yeah i think that's probably about right um i'd say no way um okay questions over let's uh quickly talk about captain shouts for the week this week is going to be pretty tough um you know like we've already just recently said uh city excuse me uh, yeah city and chelsea blanking uh united liverpool going head to head um I would say that probably Spurs away is one of the better top six sides against somebody else, uh, against Burnley. Um, could there be an argument this week, Jake, for someone to take a little little risky risk on a captain pick? Yeah, definitely. That's what I was going to say. It's going to be exciting. Um, Arsenal at home against Southampton, what are your thoughts? Yes or no? Because they, they scored oh, two goals away yeah. from home against them. Yeah. I, uh, yes, Yes, Arsenal at home against Southampton. I just completely missed that fixture when I was looking over it. I that's probably the best fixture that you could. Yeah, it still in. it still worries me. I, that's probably my Arsenal fan. Yeah, that's you being talking. an Arsenal fan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But otherwise, too, I do. I I like Jimenez. Hear me out on this away against Bournemouth. Bournemouth mm-hmm. has given up a ton of goals besides like the the relegated teams or the newly promoted sides Bournemouth has been the most atrocious defense uh, so Jimenez isn't like a terrible differential captain yeah I like I think that so if you don't have Arsenal players um and you don't necessarily want to go the just going with like Pogba or Salah or something like that which I think that game might be relatively low scoring anyways um, I think this might be the week to go pick a player that you just you have a good feeling about. I, I normally don't advocate for that. That very rarely will I say like, yeah, pick something that you feel good about. Um, but but I think this is the week to take a little risk and see if you can uh, can jump some some overall because it's going to be a tricky week anyways for most managers uh, to maneuver through. And there's not a lot of great captain picks for for the first time in a while. Yeah, I just wish Glenn Murray was playing. Done. Start him, captain him. Triple captain him. <laughs> um, all right, Jake, I know that there's a lot of time between now and the next game week. Um, just quickly, what are you kind of thinking about? I mean, I want Pogba back in my team, but I'm not going to do it this week. I'm not going to take a hit to do it, and that's the only way I would be able to unless I drop Sterling or Salah. So... Probably going to get rid of Sigurdsson because he doesn't play, even though he goes against Cardiff the following week. And considering uh, Felipe or Mato, both players are just fun to have on my team, which that's all I'm, that's what I'm about, fun. Yeah, you're not about B 
being good at anything, so fun's good. Uh, for me, I'm going to move Alonzo, probably, and Sané. Um, I haven't decided exactly what I'm doing with them yet. Uh, currently, I'm leaning towards dropping both of them down and then using those funds later to kind of distribute back through the team. So Sané's probably going to go to Sun um, or someone a little, you know, even maybe a little cheaper. And then I'm looking at Pereira, uh, Doherty, a handful of players to come in for Alonzo. Need to wait till we get a little closer because uh, I don't want to take any unnecessary risks. So that's do you it. Have, do you have a spot for a Liverpool player? Or like, are you considering Trent or, or no, you're full? I have Trent. I have th- I have three Liverpool. Robo, You've kept Trent. Okay. Trent. Salah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So so follow us on Twitter. We we love when people send questions and stuff in. Send us an email, theartofthedive at gmail.com. Check out our website, divefpl.com. Uh, and then you can download our pod uh, mostly anywhere. SoundCloud's a, a good place to start, though, if you're not sure, like, where you want to find our podcast. Um, we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM, Pocket Cast, um, a handful of other ones as well. Uh, so yeah, follow us on those places. Make sure you subscribe so that you get the podcast every week. Uh, a couple of questions just to finish out the pod. Uh, Afiz uh, asked, just wondering, Marco, you said you work in the tech industry. What exactly do you do? A pod question. Uh, so I, um, I, I used to be a teacher for a while and now I work in tech in, for a hospital. Um, and so I do analyst work. I fix broken things when doctors, computers, programs aren't functioning properly. Uh, and Patty asked, I'm intrigued as a Leeds United fan, uh, what is the U.S. interest in the championship? Is it all Premier League over there? What's your thought on that, Jake? <laughs> uh, we don't follow soccer in the U.S. is what I <laughs> At all. Yeah, we don't even know. What's the Premier League? What is that? <laughs> Wait, the championship? Isn't that the one where like Barcelona plays? Personally, like I like to look at the teams and see their results, but the games aren't on, so I guess you'd have to stream them. So that makes it a little challenging. Yeah, we definitely don't have the access. I mean, we actually we're just getting access to Premier League games over here uh, in the last couple of years, especially with NBC signing the big contract. So, um, yeah, almost no championship soccer uh, across the pond here. I guess that's it, Jake, huh? I mean, good little pod. Um, yeah, old transfers, folks. Um, and we'll, we'll be talking to you probably, I don't think we'll do another pod this next weekend. I think we're going to take a week and kind of get our bearings straight, and then we'll see you after the next game. Is that okay with you, Jake? Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe we can post something regarding chip strategy. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. <laughs>